Welcome to the Sherry and Brock Show, the best place to hear about real people accomplishing incredible things. Tune in every week to hear encouraging interviews with authentic individuals who've discovered purpose and are living the life they've always wanted. The host for this podcast includes CEO and founder of CDM Media Group and positive influencer Sherry Cranford, as well as entrepreneur, business coach, and award-winning MC, event host, and DJ Brock Barton. It's our hope that each week by tuning in, you'll be encouraged and inspired to do great things in your own life. Now, here are your hosts, Sherry and Brock. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today with my co-host, Brock Barton, and special guest, Jason Howe. We hope you are inspired and enjoy listening to us today as we sit down and talk with Jason. He is the Midwest Coordinator with K-9 Handler with the K-9s on the front line. And now I'm going to hand it over to our co-host, Brock Barton. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. And so excited today. We have Jason Howe. Jason, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing fine on this Wednesday morning. How are you all? Doing very well. Excited to have you. Excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you. So, Jason, so tell us about yourself. Give our listeners a little bit of background, and we'd love to get to know you and um, hear a little bit about your journey. All right. Well, I grew up in Maine. Um, I grew up playing sports, very active. Uh, I got a little older and wasn't sure if I wanted to go to college or what I wanted to do, and I ended up joining the military. As a master at arms, a military police officer in the Navy from 2006 to 2007, I went on two deployments, Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, when I got out in 2007, we, uh, oh, my now ex-wife, we had a, ch- a child on the way. We already had a child that was getting ready to be three years old. Um, struggled a little bit coming out of the military and adjusting, went through a divorce. Um, luckily I still have my boys in a really good working relationship with my ex-wife. After that, I, you know, being in the military and always being taught, you know, be tough, be tough, suck it up, deal with it, move forward. That's how I felt life should be. Um, battling demons inside my head. I chose a different route to what I thought would help me. And I started self-medicating first with pain pills and then it turned into harder drugs. Um, definitely was not me and I started losing my life. I was losing jobs, not wanting to go to work, um, not being the best dad that I could be for my kids and, you know, my kids losing their dad. So I got to the point in 2016, I spoke with my ex-wife. I said, I need to leave. Um, I got on a bus thanks to her help because I was, you know, I lost my house, my car, everything. Um, one way ticket to Maine with a lost soul. Uh, at that point in time, my family was not supportive, was extremely discouraged and thought that it was the wrong choice to come home, thought I needed more rehab. And for once in my life, I decided I need to do what's best for me. I happened to luckily run into a good friend of mine in Maine who had a service dog and I started talking to him and asked him, did it help? But he said, absolutely saved my life. So he hooked me up with the program, Canines on the Front Line, which is a 501c3 in Maine. Uh, Dr. Hagen Blasik, who is the president, um, I got in contact with him. And the first thing he said to me was, you're okay, brother. You have an army of support behind you. You are going to succeed. At that point in time, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to succeed, yay. All this, you know, everything's still in that rock bottom mindset of mine going, how do I get out of this? Um, 
he said, what kind of dogs have you had in the past? I said, well, I've had boxes. I've had golden retrievers, labs. I, I like those, you know, those breeds. He said, I have the perfect dog for you. I said, all right, let me hear it. He said, it's a boxer. It's a boxer mix. She's mixed with pit bull. Um, she was two days away from being euthanized in a kill shelter in Georgia. And um, the program snatched her out of the kill shelter, put her in my arms, and completely changed my life. And it, it's a little ongoing joke. I don't really think it's a joke, but people ask who saved who. And the simple answer is that girl saved my life. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my kids and it wasn't for Sobe. Mm. That's so amazing. What it, it's, I'm sure it's been a long journey. So, um, so how did you get from, you know, struggling with the, you know, the PTSD and your, and your addictions and stuff? How did you get back um, on track? So once I got Sobe and I was away from here where I was, you know, pretty much, burying myself to the ground, <clears throat> I was able to focus again. Um, got Sobe, I started going out of town. I started walking around, doing things with her and enjoying life. Um, at that point in time, we were only in a 16-week program. And about the fifth or sixth week, <clears throat> I had asked Linda Murray, who's the vice president of marketing outreach and the director of public relations, they were going to an event. And I said, can I go with you guys? She was like, yeah, of course you can. So we got there. It was, it's called Hops and Hounds. It's a big event. They have duck diving, all kinds of different stuff for dogs. And just a lot of fun activities for people to gather and learn about programs and stuff like that. And I was the type that I didn't like to talk to people. Yeah, a lot of it was, you know, my self-esteem, uh, just the way I thought about myself, the way I looked at myself, the way I presented myself. So that was a step of getting over that fear and just being around people. So I went to the event and I'm watching Linda and Hagen, you know, talk to people and all that stuff. And I'm sitting there in the back with Sobe, just being my quiet self. <clears throat> Hagen had to go off and do something. Linda looks at me and kind of looks around. She said, hey, I'll be right back. I said, what? Where are you going? She said, I'm just, I've got to go over here and I've got to talk to somebody. I'll be right back. What I do? And she looked at me and laughed. She goes, "You talk to people?" I said, "Uh, okay, I don't do that." So the first couple of people came up, and the first thing they said was, "What's your dog's name?" I said, "Sobe." How did you get her? So they they kind of eased the tension a little bit because they weren't talking about me or asking questions. What's wrong with you? And that's the biggest, one of the bigger fears with us veterans is people going to look at us like we're some crazy fool with a dog. And when these people weren't, they wanted to know about Sobe. What did she do? And Linda would tell you this if she was on here with us today, that she saw the face that I was like so excited to express about my dog and what she was doing for me. And I could care less that I was even talking to anybody. So it's like that bond in that unconditional piece that Sobe gave me and brought me back to life. And right from there, I began going to more events with them. I actually graduated at week 14, although I think Sobe probably could have graduated at like week six or seven. She was just that good. 
Uh, we worked a lot of hours. We climbed a lot of mountains. We went to baseball games. So we started exploring and my life started to change. So at that point in time, I said, I'm ready. I'm going to take this chance. I'm moving back to Missouri. I want my kids back and they need their dad back. So I got back here and I had asked Linda and Dr. Blasek, what do I do to start a program in Missouri? Because it's very much needed here. It's well, you know, just keep on going. We'll, we'll figure things out. So I took the initiative to uh, follow through and I went to a dog training school. I had some dog training knowledge prior. I was a military working dog handler, uh, doing OJT with them on the job training. So I think that really clicked when I got Sobe was, this is what you should have been doing the whole time. I had that structure, I had guidance, I had just a way of life of things I had to do. You know, every morning you gotta wake up and take the dog out. Or you'd be picking up messes in the house. I began opening my curtains <clears throat> so after, you know, after the schooling, I went to uh, graduate from school in, down in St. Louis. Um, I called Linda again, and I said, when can I start this? And it was about a year into me being here in Missouri, kind of doing my own thing and just progressing. She said, well, you could have started this about a year ago, but we want to see how dedicated you were. Thank God they gave me the chance. You know, this is, uh, I think June 1st was our third year, so now we're going on our fourth. We've helped about 125 to 150 veterans. Um, luckily, I have some really good support here for volunteers to help me because I pretty much do it by myself, and I do it through passion. I do it through my own life stories of here's what happened to me, and here's what I hope can happen to you guys. And the first class we ever had, Diamond Pet Foods was, you know, huge, huge sponsor in the beginning for us, and they still are. Um, they did a video uh, segment of us uh, making videos and podcasts and stuff like that. It was very incredible to see the veterans first coming into the program, you know, just like I was, hurt, pained, and all that. And you give them a dog, and they still the first couple of weeks weren't seeing what it really was going to do. I had a female, she came in the first week and she called me between the first and second week. She said, I can't do this. It's, it's too much. I said, do me a favor, give it one more shot. She, she agreed and she came into the class. We didn't do any training that day, per se. Let her run around with her dog, have fun, enjoy your dog. Don't do anything. Right at the very end, you know, we use on food rewards. I said, tell your dog to sit. And she's like, Callie, sit. Dog automatically sat and her face just said everything. It didn't need to say, she didn't need to say thank you. She didn't need to say, oh my God, or whatever she was going to say. The face showed it all. Like, holy crap, this, this works. So once the veterans actually see the happiness the dog's going to bring to you and you bring to the dog, it's a life-changing event. And it's amazing to watch and it's amazing to see what people saw in me going through the program. And now, because what they gave me, I'm able to do it here in Missouri and see the lives change because of a service dog. Uh, people look at us a little bit differently at times, but majority, especially in this area, as supportive as it is with canines on the front line, veterans, dogs and everything, 
this community has been absolutely amazing and can't thank them enough for all the support. That's awesome. What a story and how, as, what a neat program that the dogs, you know, they give you guys just as much as you give them. Your guys are saving each other's lives and bringing hope and purpose into each other. So what a neat, neat program to learn about. Thank you. I uh, was uh, taking a look as we were kind of talking through a lot of things before the before the show started. And I saw your favorite quote is from rock bottom to mountain top. That was your favorite quote. Is that right? It sure is. It's actually tattooed on my arm, too. Uh, I love it. Tell me what that means to you. Um, well, I have two different tattoos. One says, for them, I'd risk it all. And it has some dog tags, and that's my boys. Wow. Um, wow. Sorry. Um, so, leaving Missouri, and, you know, of course, been told, you know, you're leaving your kids. How could you do that? You're, you're a horrible father. I knew deep down inside by leaving Missouri, I wasn't leaving my kids. I was going to find myself. Um, I kept my phone on. I might have lost everything in my life, but I kept one thing on so I could talk to my kids. And I, it was my phone. And I FaceTime my kids every night. From, you know, 24 hours away, halfway across the United States. And just kept fighting for them. Risk everything that I could ever dream of for my kids. And I stand here today saying that I have an amazing relationship with my boys. Their mom and I have a really working, great working relationship now, all because I risked everything. <clears throat> um, the, from Mount, uh, rock bottom to mountain top, kind of goes the same hand in hand. I was at my rock bottom. I just wanted to quit. I wanted to die. I wanted all the pain and the suffering and the hurt to go away. But I know what it would have done to my kids, what it would have done to friends and family and everybody around me if I had just ended it completely. <clears throat> so rock bottom was not easy. It was the lowest part of my life. And I've had to learn to accept it, forgive myself, and look forward. And that is, it might have been a second at a time, but not picking up another drug. It might have been, you know, a minute at a time or a second at a time. But what I had to do is keep stepping forward. If I fell backwards, I'd get back up and move forward again. And I still try to, even on my Facebook posts, I try to be a positive influence because <clears throat> my hope is just to encourage people. They're struggling. It's, it's normal. Don't feel abnormal. It's a, it's a way of life. People are going to struggle in their lifetime. They're going to make mistakes because nobody in this life is perfect. So if I can just reach one person in my lifetime to help and save and their lives change, I've done my, I've done my, my job. Wow. That that's from and 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 the and the canines on the front line has been just a massive part of your healing journey then is is Sobe still part of your life absolutely um actually a matter of fact we just i didn't win Sobe did a national national award called american humane hero dog awards Aww, um, she won the awesome. service dog category we're now in it for the top overall dog out of the seven categories which is 
shelter dogs, search and rescue, guide and hearing dogs, military dogs, therapy dogs, service dogs, and law enforcement. So actually Hollywood, I keep calling it Hollywood, (laughs) the producers of um, Hallmark Channel for American Humane will actually be coming out here at the end of this month, beginning of September, to do a segment that will be aired on the... um, Oh, Hallmark Channel, sorry, in October. And they will be flying us down to Panama City, uh, Panama Beach in Florida, for their annual gala, which will be held on November 12th. So they'll fly me and my kids down along with Sobe. Um, Huge presentation, huge dinner. And it's just a dream come true to... To know where I was almost five years ago, on October 22nd will be five years, to where I'm in now, and to know where Sobe was, and the lives that she's touched, because not only she touched mine, helped mine, um, she's my kid's dog. When they're here, she's all about them. Um, she loves my boys. We go into town, she touches anybody that she runs across, just for her personality, it's just so incredible. It's hard to explain, but knowing that she was on her rock bottom two days away from being euthanized to now she's going on TV for national award. So it's pretty incredible. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. You know, Jason, I just, I love your vulnerability in this conversation. Uh, the fact of the matter is it's, it's hard for people to talk about low moments and difficulties in our lives and we all have them but for whatever reason we just have this idea in our in our facebook instagram world that we shouldn't talk about the fact that we all go through things and so i just i'm just i'm really grateful i feel really connected to you i'm really grateful for you sharing some of the challenges that you've had to go through and sharing also with us some of the key things that have really helped you work through those especially canines on the front line and so be in your life well, thank, thank you for that. And like I said, it's first couple of times doing it. I mean, it's still hard every now and then being vulnerable, but it does help others. And I'm at a place in my life where I know where I'm at. So why not reach out and help others? People struggling from addiction, that's what you want to do when you can get over it. You want to help others. You want to help them stop that way of life and say, you know what, the life is beautiful if you make it. And you just got to take that step and change. Nobody else can do that for you. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think that, you know, sometimes the I'm kind of a believer that we, we get a choice when we go through things. We, we get to determine how they determine, like how they affect our lives and, and, and what we're going to do with them. And man, I think one of the greatest things we can do is if we experience hurdles or pain or trouble or difficulty in our life to turn that around and. And uh, after we've overcome it ourselves, help others uh, to see the path forward. Because, you know, if you're going through it, that there are a hundred million people out there also going through it. Absolutely. And somebody is always watching in the background. They might not say anything, but it touches them in some way. And it might not be an addict. It could be just somebody struggling with their life or their marriage or whatever the case might be. Somebody is always watching and trying to get something that clicks in their head that helps them in their future. Yes, absolutely. I think, go ahead, Sherry. Well, that is so true. I, um, I actually, you know, I, I try to be positive on, 
on Facebook as well and post little things to encourage others. And, and you don't realize how many people you're touching because not everybody likes your Facebook post. And I had someone reach out, her daughter was struggling and she said, thank you for sharing your daily posts because I send them to my daughter every day. And she was actually off, um, boot camp training and was struggling. And so we don't realize how many people we touch with just one little sentence or, you know, even if they don't say anything back to you, you don't know how many lives you touch during the day. And so thank you, Jason, for all you do. And what, just, you're just so inspiring and that. And I love watching you and um, listening to your story. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for all you guys do too. Like, I don't know if you said it yet, but, um, you know, this is going on our fourth year here and last year, we were fortunate enough to win the nonprofit year through Missouri's Best and Missouri's Best Magazine, which is incredible. It's an incredible, like, honor to know that what I've been through, what this program has done, now what it's doing for more veterans, and it's recognizing the entire state of you're the best nonprofit in the state of Missouri. That is an incredible honor, and I'm grateful for what you guys do as well. Well, thank you, but it was well-deserved. It's because of people like you that that um, we love celebrating and, and we appreciate all that you guys do. Well, thank you very much. Well, I want to uh, jump in and talk a little bit more about canines on the front line uh, because, you know, I, I have no question that somebody might be listening here right now that is looking for a way to deal or cope or, uh, you know, maybe needs a, needs a place where they can find safety and working with, you know, with an with something to help them process as well. And so, man, Canines on the Frontline sounds like such an opportunity. Tell, tell me how listeners can get involved in that. Uh, you can visit our website at it's the letter K9 and then S is in Sam. It's K9sonthefrontline.org. Um, fill out the application, show your DD-214 proving you had combat service. Um, you actively have to be in therapy. So you have to be, you know, still going to the VA or civilian doctor or whatever, um, continuing treatment. We always tell the veterans, this dog isn't a fix-all. It is just an added tool to your toolbox. Um, you know, one thing isn't always going to fix everybody, so everything works differently for different people. Uh, we put them through a 22 to 24-week program, and that's meeting once a week for two hours. The veterans are required to work daily with their dogs and keep a logbook. They have to have 240 hours to graduate. Um, what we do is we take their books, we read it every day or on the class day, kind of go over the struggles they had during that week, uh, successes. Uh, we don't always talk about dogs in there. We can, it's almost like a peer support group. With me being a veteran struggling with PTSD and addiction and all that stuff, it's the camaraderie, I guess you could call it. <clears throat> When the veterans come in and they, oh, he's been there, done that. And they open up. You can just see them a lot more relaxed. Uh, of course, we do a lot of dog training. That's what the program's for. But overall aspect is changing that bigger picture for the veterans in the future. Wow. Wow. We, um, we take them the first seven or eight weeks. Right now, we're using the VFW in St. Martin's. They've been extremely um, great to allow us to use facility as um, right outside my house, we have a concrete slab that we're working to put a building on, which will be actually named Sobe's Place in honor of her. Oh, nice. But the veterans will have a home. Uh, we've had other organizations such as the Healing Box Project, which does guitars for veterans and teaches veterans how to play the guitar. 
Um, they're going to utilize this building as well. And then we've had the DAV and VFW ask about coffee morning talk shops. And they've asked if they could use this. So it's not only for canines on the front line, veterans and stuff like that. It's for more organizations that are going to be helping people. That's awesome. That's all. And you have an event coming up. Um, there was a You have a concert coming up for the fundraiser. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Uh, a couple of years ago, well, I mean, when I was going through my struggles, I, you know, I used, I turned to music and just listened to the words and the meaning of it all to help me get through my struggles. And I happened to run across this guy named Jacob Bryant. He's a, um, up and coming country music star speaks from his heart through his own struggles. His mom had passed away. He turned to using alcohol and became an addict. Um, so his, one of his songs is called this side of sober. Um, if you haven't heard it, definitely listen to it. It's an incredible song. Uh, that helped me get through some of the toughest times of my life. Just listen to that saying I could do this. I could do this. Um, just helping me stay positive on the right, uh, right track. So he will be coming in October 7th and local artist, David Baker music will be playing as well. He'll be the opening act at Capitol Bluffs event center. Uh, tickets are extremely cheap. Um, and of course I don't have that written down anywhere, but if they go to Eventbrite and just type in Jacob Bryant on, uh, in Jefferson city, it would pull it up. I believe they're $30 a ticket, if I'm correct, and 50 for a couple. Um, we have our biggest, like our official sponsors for this one is Morris Packaging and El Bendito Tequila, which is a brand new uh, tequila company. I believe they just launched it in June, so it's kind of cool to see them bringing some of that tequila to Jefferson City and uh, taking a test, a test out from it. So That's awesome. Well, I'll have to grab me some tickets and see you guys there. Yes, it'd be great to have you guys. I believe uh, Linda Murray, our vice president, is going to try to fly out from Maine if possible and if COVID and all the restrictions allow. So, Right. right. Awesome. Well, I'd like to meet her. That'd be, I've talked to her a few times, but I'd, I'd love to meet her in person. Yes, she's a great person. They've uh, been my biggest supporters. So it's been incredible just to be part of that team and have them you know, watch me grow and Last year with COVID going on, we still performed everything here. Um, you know, Missouri was open, so we did the best we could. A lot of the times we'd go outside and we'd do training outside with the veterans just to keep them going because we had to keep something. It's just because COVID was going on doesn't mean the struggles are stopped. So it actually made it worse. So we kept it going. Um, Maine could not. They were completely shut down pretty much the entire state for the entire year. So Linda actually got to sit back and just enjoy watching things blossom here in Missouri and watching me just grow as a person, as a trainer, as an individual. So it's, she calls me quite a bit just talking about you know, bragging me up and stuff like that, which is hard for me because I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing what was done for me. But I guess that's just the way I am. And I always will be is people did something for me. Why not help out and pay back and, pay it forward so that's amazing thank you jason for everything you do and and we appreciate your coming on the show and all that you've shared with our listeners and um one thing i'd like to ask you is what advice would you give our listeners who are looking for hope and encouragement in their lives just um what would you say to them don't quit um research listen to podcasts talk to people that you trust 
Um, if you're struggling to talk to family, reach out to somebody that maybe you saw on social media that's been through it. Whatever you do, don't give up. Don't give up hope. I'm living proof that people can change. And I always want to walk that line so somebody else can save a life. If that's one last person we have to bury for drugs or addiction or PTSD or depression or anxiety, then my life is full. That's awesome. Wow. That is so true. Never give up. That's so true. And don't quit. Always climb that mountain. Yes. Jason, it's a it's an it's an honor to know you, brother. Thank you very much, brother. Well, um, once again, listeners, if you want to connect with Canines on the front line, it's uh, K and then the number nine S on the front line dot org. You can follow up there, check out their upcoming fundraiser that they're doing. If you know somebody who might benefit from working with Canines on the front line, feel free to send them that way. Um, or if you just want to support the organization um, and maybe you can't make their upcoming event, uh, feel free. I know you can go on their website and also just donate to support the cause that they have. Jason, thank Thanks so much again for being on the show with us today. Thank you very much. Can I say one more thing about our social media? Of course. We do have two different social media uh, platforms. One is Canines on the Frontline, which is from Maine. And then we also have the one Canines on the Frontline, Missouri. So just so people look oh, okay. up, they'll see both of them. Perfect. Yeah. So if you're in Missouri, uh, obviously find the one in Missouri. And if maybe you're listening and you're uh, closer to the main area or maybe just anywhere else, it may be better to look up the the other one, it sounds like. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that is correct. Perfect. And which social media platform should they find you on? Uh, we're on, well, Instagram. We've had a lot of issues with them on getting our email correct. So right now it's just uh, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Awesome. Yes. That sounds good. Well, Jason, thank you again for joining us today. Thank you both for having me, and I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listeners, be sure to tune in next week. We'll have another fantastic uh, interview. Um, And, man, it's such a joy getting to hear all these stories of hope and overcoming and encouragement. We hope that this week that you uh, go forward empowered. Just remember that you're powerful beyond measure. I love having, having you as a listener on our show. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the Sherry and Brock show. Uh, This show is sponsored by some incredible people. I want to give a shout out to this podcast sponsor, Jen's Fit Group. If you want to get serious about your fitness and take it to the next level, you have to check out Jen's Fit Group. Check this out. Hey, I'm Jen. I'm a busy wife, mother of two amazing children, and the proud owner of Jen's Get Fit Group here in mid-Missouri. If you're willing to put in 24 minutes a day, five days a week, from the comfort of your own home, Jen's Get Fit Group will get you in the best shape of your life. I started Jen's Get Fit Group two years ago, and it's grown to become the largest female home workout and online fitness community in Missouri. I'm honored to have been named Missouri's best health and fitness club, entrepreneur, and Missouri's best personal trainer. For only $30 a month, get access to my brand new weekly workouts that will push your limits. I give you realistic and delicious meal plans and our exclusive online fitness community, The Sweaty Sisterhood. Come sweat with me and thousands of other local women who have lost weight, gained friends, and muscle. Become the best version of yourself at jensgetfit.com. That's jensgetfit.com.